Welcome back to this week's episode of Let's Talk Dance with Steph. As always, I am Steph, and I'm here to talk dance. I'm sure you're pretty used to that by now. (laughs) Uh, This, very sadly, is the last episode of this series of this podcast. So we're just going to wrap up a little bit today. Uh, finish up our talk about hip-hop and make some nice connections so keep on listening (laughs) all right so I want to start off this episode by um, covering masculinity in hip-hop so uh, oftentimes hip-hop is seen as very simply unfeminine because of the traits that it possesses Uh, but I feel like this has really changed when we look at different styles of hip-hop, but um, overall, hip-hop is an expression of self, and a lot of the goals of hip-hop are to outperform and uh, come across as more powerful, so I feel like this is where uh, the lack of femininity or the focus on masculinity really comes into play. So this is super evident in um, hip-hop forms such as breakdancing because breakdancing really resembles a sport and it also um, a lot of the work is very gestural. So a lot of times the work in some of these hip-hop forms is very, um, very much resembles sex and um, yeah portrays sex within the dancing. So this is where I feel like the masculinity comes in. Um, And there's a very good point that was made that both sex and dance are forms of um, expression and pleasure. And this is where um, these connections can really be drawn. And this is where the masculine power really shines through because they oftentimes do hold an authority in both of these um, areas of life. So, Therefore, naturally, hip-hop is going to be more masculine-motivated. Also, when you look at the movement of hip-hop, it very much accentuates the male anatomy. Um, So there's going to be a lot of focus on the pelvic area, which for women is not always the direct focus when we think of um, even the sexualization of women. We're more focused on um, very different areas of the body than where the male focus is on. So uh, overall, it's really just dramatizing this act of sex, but through dance. And this is really where the masculinity side comes in. So I just think this is um, a super interesting topic to cover the idea that uh, hip hop is so masculine because um, I feel like people only view hip hop Yes, it is an umbrella and people understand that there's a lot that happens in hip hop, but people really only view this more masculine side of hip hop, whereas there's whole other sides of hip hop that are um, much more feminine. And this falls into the house area of hip hop, 
So that's going to be um, all the house music um, that drives the dancing and the Vogue forms and whacking. So these forms are a lot more feminine than um, the breaking forms that are often portrayed as um, what hip-hop is in the media. So, um, But there's a lot more to hip-hop, and that's that's the feminine side that is not as common. So that's a very interesting connection to make for me because, I don't know, I feel like it's because people like seeing the men in hip-hop and like seeing um, that more aggressive nature that that's what we associate with hip-hop, whereas uh, house dancing is very much a hip-hop dance, but it is much more feminine. So segueing right along into those um, house dances, um, I just really wanted to cover that topic overall just to have a little more context. So um, house dances uh, really began in New York City and Chicago clubs in the 1970s. And as I mentioned before, it is dance to house music. So house music is very interesting because it is specifically made for dancing and for the body to be moved to. It's not it's not really made to be listened. Even if you listen to house music, you if you're just sitting there with the purpose of listening to it, you're going to be naturally moving your body. It creates very uh, visceral reactions to the music. So um, the rhythm and groove are really driving this music and then this translates into the movement as the rhythm and the groove of each style of house really drives the movement. So along with the music, another important aspect is uh, the clothes. So as I mentioned, the house dance is performed in clubs. Um, yeah, that's very much the setting that house dance is going to always take place. Uh, not always because people are putting on stage, but that's another conversation. <laughs> um, but the clothes are very um, functional, so they're going to be clothes that the dancer can move in and get dirty. So sneakers and looser pants. But there's also going to be a sense of individuality as that is a huge part of house dance as a whole. So that is probably one of the most important points to remember about house dance is that um, yes, it is a group focused style of dance and very much influenced by the group, but uh, the goal is really to find self within the work. So it's very group focused yet um, individually influenced. Um, and also this creates a very spontaneous atmosphere um, yeah, where people just have an opportunity to express themselves in the way that they want to move. Um, and as that relates to the music and the other people in the club um, while connecting to themselves. So one thing that I find overall really interesting about House and um, kind of important to think about is that it celebrates the body rather than the mind. Um, and with my personal experience of learning house dance, I think that this this is really true. Obviously, it requires a lot of brain power. There's a lot happening, but um, when when the dancer becomes tired and um, not really tired, but I guess more fatigued, um, the movement almost becomes easier. So um, 
in my hip hop class, we were asked to do the farmer, which is a very um, basic house step. And we had to do it for a very long time. And I remember starting it and there was a point where I was like, oh my gosh, I, I am struggling right now. But um, eventually my body kind of just took over and I found um, really the fun and the play in doing this repetitive step and being able to make it my own. And I feel like this is, yeah, like I said, where my body really took over and just kind of let the movement happen. And I didn't really have to worry about how the movement was happening. Um, and then even when I've performed uh, more house-focused choreography, um, really the body just kind of began to take over. And it's it's a highly athletic dance form and uh, very cardio-driven <laughs> as um, it is dance in the clubs and people are are showing off, showing what they want to do, um, and expressing themselves. So my body would be so tired, but this just made my movements, um, more authentic. And I think this really draws on what house stance is meant to be, is, um, finding that authenticity and connection to self in a way that, um, you can really only experience when you move past that front line of worrying about the movement and worrying about how you look. So, um, yeah, the movement's really made to connect to you as an individual and connect to your body. So overall, this hip hop unit has been really interesting for me because, um, through my time in college, I have gained a greater knowledge of hip hop as a whole. And I have done hip hop, um, throughout my life, but, um, really being able to apply factual information to what my body already knows and has experienced and making those connections literally live on this podcast um, has been super exciting for me and um, something that I hope to continue to find through other dance trainings. And I feel like um, reflecting on my dance history course as a whole that uh, this is really something that I have experienced through all genres, but really didn't realize it until now <laughs> with hip hop, um, that the movement that I've performed, I can really connect back. Um, and I feel like I now have really greater understanding of, um, the roots of movement and why movement developed. Um, and I also have a greater appreciation for history because regular history, um, even though it does apply to me because like American history, I, I am an American, American history applies to me, but, uh, learning history through the lens of something that I am super passionate about um, has been really exciting and given me um, a new appreciation for history as a whole, but also um, allowed me to look at dance in a totally different way. So I'm glad you got to listen to me go through that little self journey. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been super fun for me. So yeah, thank you for going on this wild ride with me of understanding and laying out what's really going on in my brain, um, especially as it relates to dance, even though a lot of times there's a lot of other stuff going on. <laughs> uh, I've super enjoyed making these podcasts and I hope you've enjoyed listening because it's a good time here. Um, yeah, always talking dance. 
<laughs> so that is all I have for you guys. Thanks for always tuning in, loyal listener Jen. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk dance with you again sometime soon, I'm sure. Uh, bye! So let-